Hello? You play to win the game. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. To LeBron James! That was insane! Officially insane, LeBron James! What's up? Welcome back to the Claws to the Wall show here in Studio C. I'm your host, Justin Brown, alongside Paxton Graff, Orlando Smart, and Kobe Jackson. It's our final week here in San Marcos, as many of us are going to have spring break up ahead. So if y'all are celebrating spring break or y'all are taking, you know, vacations, please be safe and have fun. But let's get right into this show. Let's talk about the meat and potatoes. And we've had a, an exciting past week of Texas State sports. And it's International Women's Day, guys. So we have to Ooh. talk about the Texas State oh, women's yes. basketball team who yeah. went all the way to the conference championship. This team won the regular season. They were led by one of the best all-time coaches for Texas State, Coach Zinnery Antoine. Guys, what are your thoughts on this team? They lost, unfortunately, 81-51 to 51 against the JMU Dukes. This team also beat Texas State in volleyball. The JMU Dukes did as well. So, guys, like literally, let's just talk about this season. You know, We have five seniors graduating off this team, players like Kennedy Taylor, Tiana Eaton, Lauren Thompson, Denasia Hood. I mean, this is this is their entire offense, and this is their entire team. What's this team going to be like next year? And is Coach Antoine, who you want at the helm, host you know rebuilding that team? Oh, definitely, because I mean she's like the Sun Belt Coach of the Year, and she led these girls to a twenty-three and nine season. So this season, although they did lose in the championship game, uh, these girls should not feel bad about the season. Um, the seniors, like you said, led this team to an amazing. Amazing record, Kennedy Taylor, um, uh, Denasia Hood. They the way they led this team was almost second to none. They Tiana, I mean not Tiana, sorry, I misspoke. But um, Denasia Hood was averaging a double double all season. I, like I said it multiple times on BCR, like every she would roll out of bed and get it a double double. And then Kennedy Taylor's assist record that she got this season. I mean, these girls were playing great. So, although they did lose in that championship game, they should be very proud about what they did this year. Yeah, absolutely. And I know, Orlando, me and you kind of alluded to this earlier on when we were doing uh, Bobcat Radio. Uh, you know, this team was, was really well organized because we talked about how they were last year, how they were up and down last year. And it was vice versa from, like, the men's side to the women's side. And now the women were doing great, and then the men were kind of having an up and down season. So, I mean, other than that, a really a really great season. It sucks that uh, you know they had to end this way, but I have really we have to really shout out Peyton McDaniel for James Madison, who scored thirty points in the game. In the game, went ten of eleven and seven for seven for three. I mean, that's that's like NBA numbers right there. Yeah, you mentioned that this team scored twelve three pointers, and they were actually. They, they finished with 75% behind the arc. And you have to say it's definitely because of her. Yeah, absolutely. Her and then Nikki Jefferson, who they actually – or Kiki Jefferson, excuse me, who had – who had who they had their eye on all game and honestly I saw her parent you know I was watching the broadcast and I saw her parents in the in the stands cheering cheering her on and uh, I mean it was a it was a good great atmosphere but the Bobcats overall had a, a amazing season it's tough that you know they had to lose like that but I mean like you said a lot of losing pieces uh, for this team Denisha Hood Kenny Taylor and then Tiana Eaton both who were on this squad last year so I mean. Uh, you know, kudos to the Bobcats. You know, congratulations on what they have done all year. And, uh, you know, just hopefully, you know, next year could be, you know, a different story. 
Yeah, a complete turnaround of the season from last season to this one for the Bobcats, and it was really entertaining to watch. I was able to go to some of their games and even call some of their games, and it was it was a different vibe from this team. Um, you know, the previous seasons, it just it didn't really feel um, like they really wanted it. I, I, I know that's kind of harsh to say, but it just didn't really feel like they wanted it. This year, you could tell they wanted it. They had – like y'all mentioned, majority of their team, which is seniors, the star players that we've been mentioning all season long, um, this was their final season. So they knew they wanted to go out with a bang, and that's exactly what they did. They went from 15 and 14 overall last year and a first-round exit in yep. the conference yeah, tournament. South Alabama, yeah. Yep. And then this year, 23 and 9 overall, won the regular season or co-conference champion with JMU for the regular season. Went all the way there to conference championship in the tournament game and unfortunately lost, but what a turnaround for a program. And then on top of that, they could potentially go to the women's NIT, uh, which would be huge for them. Uh, that is not official yet. They're still waiting for uh, first-round matchups or other conference championships to be done as well. But they could potentially go to the women's NIT, which would be huge for this program. And like I mentioned, just a complete turnaround of the season for them. Yeah, you talk about the women's NIT. Texas State, apparently, here it says on the article, Texas State has earned the auto bid into the tournament and will be because it's the highest finishing team in the conference, but their opponent has not been determined yet, and that those games will be on March 15th to March 17th. Um, but, yes, I mean, let's talk about this. You talk about this team. We talk about all the things they've done and the improvement this year. But I'm looking at this individual game here, and just one thing I really wanted to mention before we let go, you know, the Bobcats shot 33% this game. This is the lowest they shot this season since the last time they played JMU. That is crazy. So JMU, this team that just entered the Sun Belt, they're making their presence known. They made it in volleyball. They're making it known in basketball. So the Bobcats are going to have an opponent to look forward to facing next year. Um, but, yes, I mean, what an amazing season led by Denasia Hood. She was named all-tournament, all-team. So was Taylor Pruitt. Denasia Hood averaged 21.7 points a game, nine rebounds. Did that with shooting 24 for 46. That's 52% from the field. Um, and then Taylor Pruitt, I mean, we talk about her this new addition. Uh, she's been a great player on this team. She's a senior as well. She had 10.3 points per game this in this tournament. So just a really good performance from this team overall, and we look to see what they can do next year. Well, I mean, uh, what you just mentioned, it just further proves that defense wins championships because yeah, JMU, they are top three in the conference as far as uh, total defense. Yeah. Meanwhile, Texas State, I believe they were number one in the conference as far as total offense points per game. That just proves how great defense yeah. does, especially like I just mentioned, it was in a championship game, and they shot their worst since last time they played against JMU. Yeah. That just shows how great of a defense and, JMU and, has. And you have to think, you know, this the, they allowed 12 three-pointers. That was the most this team has ever allowed in a game since 2019, Jesus. February 28th when they played against Troy. Mm. So defense does win championships, Paxson. Yeah, definitely. And another thing that the JMU was able to do against Texas State was – Keep Texas State off the boards. So, uh, Denasia yeah. Hood, like I've been saying all season, she rolls out of bed and gets a double-double. She was only able to get four rebounds in this game. Lauren Thompson's usually right there uh, crashing the boards with her. She was only able to get two rebounds. So six rebounds between the both of them when they're normally closer to the double digits is it's not going to get it done. Yeah, and the one thing I will – the last thing I will say about this is that, you know, the, the amount of – dedication and heart that this team had all year from and you, even with new team new teams being in the conference we're starting to really see a trend in the Sunbelt conferences uh, Sunbelt conference these new teams are now being really competitive against Texas State so I mean this is going to be 
Uh, th- these next upcoming years is going to be really, really interesting to see how you know the Bobcats can really att- uh, address uh, being with new team, uh, facing new teams in the Sun Belt, and you know just hopefully that uh, they can you know adjust and possibly make another run like they have this year. Yes, just we'll look to see what they can do next year. Coach Zinnery Antoine, I don't believe she's going anywhere. So those women have to be proud of their performance. Kennedy Taylor, an all-time Sunbelt Conference career assist leader. That's how she finishes her career. Top in NCAA Division I for assists. But, yes, this women's team is going into the offseason. So it'll be interesting to see what they can do next year. And as it is International Women's Day, we have to talk about another Texas State women's team, and that's softball. Softball. They just played in the Owl Classic. That's hosted by Florida Atlantic, and that's all the way in Boca Raton, Florida. Um, and they leave the tournament 4-1. and one. They had one loss in the entire tournament, and that came from the Winthrop Eagles, their first game where they lost 4-8 to eight Friday. And you may think it may just because, maybe just because Jessica Mullins wasn't on the mound. Jessica Mullins in this tournament, she had 21 strikeouts of her own, and that was in 21 innings of play, and she won all three of her plate appearances. The Bobcats hitting the ball. They had 42 total hits over the se- uh, over the series. Sierra Trahan and Sarah Vandiford both tied with six hits, but Anna Jones led the entire series with seven of her own. And guess what? Anna Jones, she's on a six-hitting, six-at-bat hitting streak. She's not... Missing that bat, she keeps going, and she's going to keep doing that into the Bevo Classic. But, guys, I mean, what an impressive series this was to play in Florida. The Bobcats had 20 RBIs over these five games. Vandiford led them with four of her own. Um, just There's so much to say about this team. The season is just starting, and now if you look at their last 11 games, they've won 10 of them. What do you guys think about this team so far? I mean, you pretty much nailed everything that I was just about to say. And the fun, and kind of a fun fact: every Texas State Bobcat team this past, well, besides baseball, was all in Florida this past weekend. Yeah. Softball was, men's basketball was, and women's basketball was. So, I mean, I guess a nice, good, you know, trip to Florida was, I guess, could you say, needed for this Bobcat team? But well, that's that's another topic. I guess that's their spring break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the most part. But going just back to the the softball the softball team. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Both both of these, uh, both of these teams. I mean, the softball team has been unstoppable this season so far, and I know we talked about them last year and how up and down their season was. And then, honestly, coming off that Texas State Classic, uh, sweeping everybody on, in the tournament, and now coming into the Isle Classic, only losing one game out of the series. I mean, that's that's a lot of improvement. And I know, you know, talking to Coach Ricky Woodard, uh, you know, they were trying to utilize, uh, you know, Jessica Mullins as more of a closer role because sometimes. Uh, when she's in the game, sometimes uh, as a starter, sometimes she can kind of, you know, kind of get out of control with her pitches. Sometimes, so you know, Ricky Warder was like, "We're probably she wants the she wants the ball in her hand when it's crunch time." So I think, I think that kind of played a factor. But at the same time, you do need starting pitchers. I know Carson Pierce and Tori McCann and Annalisa Solis can't do it by themselves. You know what I mean? So, but other than that, uh, unbelievable, unbelievable tournament for the softball team. Obviously, Sarah Van- Sierra Trahan and Sarah Vanford, the two main seniors on this team, the leadership roles. Well, Sierra Trahan's sophomore. Oh, sophomore, off her excuse Freshman me. of the year, you know, award last year. But yeah, I mean, great hitters. Absolutely, and you know, obviously, she's Sarah Trahan leading in, in batting average, off right behind her, uh, Hannah Rolls and Piper Randolph. I mean. It, it's it's awesome. It's amazing to see how you know well this group is because the amount of you know leadership there is. And I know you know we alluded to earlier that they lost a lot of seniors last year and stuff who were you know on who are very good on base production players. So I mean, other than that, a really awesome awesome series for the Bobcats. But now they're going to head into a real tough 
tough test as they will you know face a big a big ten big time Big Ten team and then two ranked teams in the in the country. So I mean, this is gonna be this is gonna be really interesting. Yeah, I definitely agree, and I'm I mean I, the the Bobcats can definitely be proud of what they accomplished this weekend and. One thing we've been talking about all season, and it showed over this uh, – I mean, it's still early in the season, and it definitely showed in this series is that the Bobcats' ability to just have resiliency and to bounce back from a loss. Early in the season, they're, after every loss, they would bounce back and win the next two games, and that's exactly what they did in this series. They lost that first game to Winthrop, and then were able to completely like sweep the series. They only gave up one run after that first loss. Yeah, they scored 19 runs and only gave up one. That's a bounce back. Yeah, exactly. And so if that's just a a, a sneak peek into what this season is going to be, there's going to be very few losses with a, a lot of bounce back wins in the in throughout the year. So they can go really far, even farther than they did last year, where they barely missed like the NCAA tournament so I feel like that's definitely what they have their eyes set on and that's their goal for the year that is their goal of the year and if they want to continue you know this success they're going to have to play against ranked teams nationally ranked teams and that's what's going to be happening this upcoming weekend Um, the Bobcats are going to be going to the Bevo Classic in Austin Texas hosted by the University of Texas they will play against Wisconsin Friday but the most important games are going to be Saturday and Sunday the Bobcats are facing against number 13th nationally ranked Alabama Saturday at 1230. Some things you guys should know about this game before going into it. Alabama is 17-3. and three. They're fourth in the SEC. You know, the SEC is a really tough conference oh, right yeah. now. LSU is currently 21-1 and one yeah. on the season. Their team's great. They're on a six-game winning streak going into this. And, guys, I have to tell you about the pitcher they have. Now, Jessica Mullen, she's great. 9-3 and three on the season with her win and losses. She has 59 strikeouts in 63 innings. But Montana Fouts, the starting pitcher for Alabama, Roll Tide, has 110 strikeouts, Jesus. six shutouts, and 63 innings pitched. Just in this season alone? Or? Yes, in this season alone. This girl Alabama's undefeated right is now. insane right now. And Ashley Prang, the hitter on the team, she is – she's ranked sixth in the nation in home runs with eight home runs of her own and she's hitting 373 second on the team she's an rbi leader with 24 rbis this is going to be a very interesting matchup now coach woodard loves playing against these nationally ranked teams because if you play against these nationally ranked teams you get a lot more experience that way right so it's going to be really interesting to see how the bobcats respond they're going to be playing against a rival like ut ut i didn't even mention their stats they're ninth in the state. I'm ninth in the entire country right now. So, you know, it's kind of a contrast to last year when the Bobcats went to play UT and they were nationally ranked. Yep. Like, like, what, one in the nation or mm-hmm. two in the nation? One in the nation. Yeah, now the Bobcats softball team is going to be playing in the Bevo Classic. It's going to be a really interesting series. Any final thoughts on this series before I let it go? I mean, just keep playing like you've been playing. I know we, we alluded to how consistent they've been. And so, and so far, it's it's mostly on the defensive side of things because I mean, offensively, it's it's just all power. It's just honestly just all power in you know the level of of, of mental knowledge in the game. Because I always tell people, you know, baseball is baseball and softball are the two hardest sports to play in the world. Maybe besides maybe golf or maybe besides uh besides football, baseball and softball are like the two one of the two hardest sports to play. And honestly, it's it's really all in the mental mental side. You can you know have a great ability and great you know strength ability to you know make great play and stuff but it honestly it just matters up up in the mind so mm-hmm. uh if they can just continue you know trying to gain one you know runs on the board and keep their pitching consistent then i to me i think they'll be fine 
Yeah, and I mean Anna Jones, she's on a seven game, you know, seven at bat hitting streak. It'd be interesting to see if she can maintain that against a pitcher like Montana Fouts. I mean that when I saw those statistics on the stat sheet, I I'm thought it was a typo. I'm gonna be honest with you. Did it in my class, and we were looking over this, you know, upcoming series, and I swear I thought it's supposed to be 11 strikeouts. No, 110 <laughs> strikeouts on the season so far. That is insane. Um, but yes, it's gonna be a really close and interesting series for the Bobcats. That begins this March 10th at the Bevo Classic and will finish up on the Sunday, March 12th. Now let's talk about some other teams. Teams that aren't women, so, you know, International Women's Day. We're glad to recognize these amazing women's team and these female athletes we have at here at Texas State. Absolutely. But it's now time to talk about a team that is not doing so hot. And that's Texas State. Well, I don't know. I wanted to get into baseball, but we'll save that for later. Texas State men's basketball. Guys, you know, they had a really, really bad season compared to last year. Not bad, per se, but the opposite of what – they expected last year they won the Sunbelt Conference regular season. They were doing amazing. Now this year they you know went into the tournament as an 11th seed, but they played quite well in the tournament. No first-round loss for them either of these mm-hmm. basketball teams for Texas State. They lose in the semifinal against the Louisiana Raging Cajuns, and that game was determined by a final score. 64-58. Yeah, look at that. So, guys, you know what are your thoughts on this, this game and – this season for the Bobcats, a lot of seniors leaving as well. Mason Harrell, the floor leader for this team, he's out of there. You know, guys, what are your thoughts on this game and the season they've had? Well, throughout the season, I mean, it was definitely tough for the Bobcats all year. But, I mean, it was just like Joey kind of predicted. Um, like you said, the seasons before, back-to-back years, they were number one. The They were the conference champions and then go into the tournament and lose that first round. So it kind of made – makes all that they did through that throughout that regular season kind of mean meaningless once you go out there and lose as soon as you start the tournament and so one thing we've been saying is that well although they aren't playing that hot during this regular season once they get to that tournament everyone's record is zero zero and they showed exactly why we had that mentality once they got there they were able to beat the number of the well after, after that georgia state game so that was the they were the 14th seed in that's in, in the tournament so I mean, we were. I mean, Texas State was kind of like expected to win that game. So, if you lose, I mean, that's that would have been three first three years in a row with the first round exit with a team that was a lower seed than you. So, I mean, Coach CJ, I know he just had those guys rally for that win. But then after that, they were able to beat the number six team and the number three team, and then played the number two team in the semifinals. So, it was definitely a hard fought season, and they definitely turned it around and showed why the tournament is really where it matters yeah absolutely and you know i, I like how you alluded to joey because joey uh you know, our, our sports staff member here really did predict that they would make it to the semifinals and eventually they made it, they did make it but unfortunately it came up short but the one thing i do want to i know this is kind of off topic here but there were two plays from that marshall texas state game that actually made sports center top 10 that night yeah. which i thought was cool because normally you really just don't see texas state on you know sports sports center since actually since trish stivers did the horns down that last year so um but other than that this basketball team i mean we talked about them on how you know their regular season was, but honestly, it only matters come you know come you know tournament time. And honestly, they did a lot better than I think a lot of people expected because you know beating I mean being Georgia State honestly wasn't easy because they only won by five points. But when I saw when when they beat Old Dominion dominantly, I'm like, oh my god, like this team 
is clicking on all cylinders and then them beating Marshall after they were down like what, like six to like eight points or something. I mean, that's 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 pretty big. And then obviously, you know, losing to Louisiana, the number two team, I mean, that's that's tough, but I mean, I mean, even in that game, they had a chance yeah, there. Absolutely. I mean, there was a point at the game where they were down two points, and they fouled um, the point guard, put him on the free throw line, and he missed both free throws. Yep, and at the I, five minute and fifty five second mark of the second half. Yeah, I, I thought that from that point they were gonna a rebound there, and they were gonna be able to take the momentum over, but they failed to get the rebound. The um, raging Cajuns got an offensive rebound and scored again, and just from that point on. The Bobcats, that was the closest they cut it, and they were just fighting at that point. And then once it got down, they were shooting free throws and fouling. And so it was really, that was actually a really close game, all of these games, except for when they straight up killed Old Dominion, like you said. <laughs> yeah, they were all very fun games to listen to. I got to listen to Clint Shields broadcast them um, here at KTSW. How about that? Wow. And they were <laughs> they were really good. Wow, whatever. <laughs> uh, they were really good games to listen to, but that Marshall one in particular, I mean, that was that was absolutely wild because I I know beyond a shell of doubt, everyone thought we were going to lose that. And quite frankly, by a lot, I think. And we ended up winning that by three, I believe, three points. Yeah. Yep. Um, and Mason, Mason Harold's uh, final clutch shot to really ice uh, the cake, I mean, that was, that was really – it was really a really special moment, and the fact that you mentioned they were both two uh, top ten Sports Center moments for that day. I mean, Texas State barely makes it in general, let alone to have two in one night. Uh, what a special moment it was! But you know, uh, the thing I will say is most people didn't think we'd get it this far, so I think that they proved the doubters wrong. And another good thing that you can think about—I know they're not thinking about this—they lost to the conference tournament champion. And True. the Louisiana uh, Raging Cajuns. So you can't really be too disappointed. And you barely lost to them. Oh, yeah. You can't be hugely disappointed. Now, I know they are because they went from a team last year who went to the NIT um, and lost in the first round. And now this year they're not even most likely not going to even make the NIT. But it's still – it wasn't as bad as a year as it looked like it was going to be. It, lo it looked like it was going to be a really disappointing season there about mid to late season. But mm -hmm. uh, this final little conference tournament stretch really uh, proved otherwise. Yeah, and the one thing I do want to note is that I think it will bring the – I think it will bring the momentum into next year because there's only going to be four seniors that are going to be leaving this team. But if you look at what they've done in the conference, I think it kind of set the tone for what they can do next year because, mm -hmm. you know, we've seen um, – and this is a perfect example. When, like the Phoenix Suns, when they played in the bubble, went 8-0, and then the following year made it to, you know, the NBA Finals, unfortunately lost to the Bucks, But, you know, I think that's going to really set the tone for this Bobcat basketball team, and they're still young. They're still brash. So, I mean, this is going to be – I think that, I think it will set the tone for next year and possibly have more improvement. Yeah, and definitely. And Paxton, I want to speak on your point about no one thinking that Texas State was going to be able to do that, specifically in that Marshall game. All the way, um, I don't know if y'all are familiar, but on the ESPN app, it tells you like the win probability throughout the game. And Texas State's like the probability they were projected to lose the entire game up until um, a minute and twenty six seconds left. That's that was the <laughs> that was wow. the turning point, and I'm pretty sure that's like right around the time Mason hit his big shot. So. Up until then, everyone thought that Texas State was going to lose that game. So that just shows the resiliency that they actually have and what they can do next season. 
prove the haters wrong and going off of what uh, Kobe was saying, I think that gives them the momentum that they need to go into next season and potentially do great things. You know what else helps that momentum drive them? Uh, would be the young man out of San Marcos High School, and that man is Caden Gums. Caden Gums will be coming to Texas State, uh, most likely be just staying at home because he lives here in San Marcos, but he'll be coming man, to Texas clutch. State and be wearing Very a Bobcats clutch. jersey. And, I mean, what what a season he had and the season that he could potentially have next year with the Bobcats. Yeah, and that's literally where we're to go in with this next segment, Paxton. Perfect segue here because we're talking about the San Marcos Rattlers, as they had one of, I think, their best seasons in how long, Paxton? I feel like since the 1940s. Since I was Pretty born. Pretty much. Since yeah. I was born. Yeah, um, since any of us were born. Last time they made state was 1965, so I'd Jesus. say probably since then is the, this is the best season since. Yes, the San Marcos Rattlers finished their season 38-4, and 9-1 and one in district play. They, they led one. They had winning streaks as high as 24 games, I believe, or 25 games. 26. 20, see, I'm just getting proved wrong here. There's just that <laughs> many wins. You know, we saw them play Friday. They get a 53-50 win over Warren. You know, Paxton Graff, Joey Gonzalez on that call. They were also on the call the next day as the Rattlers played against the Bren Bears, but something wasn't clicking. They lost 54-82, to but that is not a stunt on the season they've had so far because – you know, they had a really impressive season. Caden Gums, as we talk about the Texas State commit, he's going to be coming here. But Paxson, I mean, you watched them from multiple games this season. You've called multiple games. You know, what are your thoughts on this, this this boys basketball team and, you know, these players on it, these seniors graduating? Did you Do you think this team, these players are going to go and have really successful collegiate careers? Because if you're getting that far in a high school basketball tournament, you're winning, you know, 24-plus games. You're beating teams like Westlake. These are some collegiate basketball players. I don't know what you're telling me. I mean, I would take one of them any day, you know, over some bench player we have on our team right now. That's what I'm saying. I mean, what are your I, thoughts, Paxson? You, yeah. <laughs> you saw them. <laughs> you know, I, In, interesting take on it. But I will say I, I think they'll have great collegiate careers. Um, you know, Malik Presley, obviously, he still hasn't decided where he's going to go. Um, but I think he'll have a great one. Uh, Kidding Gums. um, I'm hoping he has a great one here. Uh, but Caden Gums, I just want to speak on him real quick. Uh, that game against Warren, which was the game to set them up uh, against Brennan, uh, he went off and had 20 points, 10 rebounds in that game. He had a double-double in a regional semifinal matchup game um, in the great state of Texas high school basketball. Now, uh, unfortunately for him, the Brennan Bears had a, a key player of their own who went off and had 30-plus points. Um, Kids are sophomore. Yes, uh, absolutely what? wild. Um, I, oh crap! I'm blanking on his name now. Um, but it, he he is a sophomore. Absolutely wild. I know y'all are gonna look it up. Kingston Fleming. There it is. Flemings. Um, he Kingston Flemings. He is uh, undoubtedly great talent. But um, you know, just speaking on the San Marcos season, what a great season it was. I'm I'm so privileged and honored to uh, have called the games, especially with Joey, uh, with those playoff games. Um, but you cannot be disappointed at all. No, I mean, all. Uh, it was, I will say, calling these games was so fun because of the community. The community came out to literally every single game. <laughs> they came out uh, in so much with the Westlake game that I almost risk uh, not being able to make it in because of a fire hazard uh, because of the amount of people that were at that game. 
Um, I mean, what a way that the community turned out for these games. Um, unfortunately for them, you know, they, they didn't, they were one game shy of making it to the state tournament, uh, which would have been fun to call. Um, but what a season it was. I will say as far as Canning Gums, this is not recruiting, but it'd be nice to, you know, Matthias Perkins has it talked about where he's going to go to school and, uh, Z- oh, not Joe Levitt. um, Javen Kofer yeah, has yeah. it decide where he's going to go to school. You know, maybe, uh, you know, give them some Herbert's tacos or something like, come on down to uh, Texas some Bobcat State. Quickie or something. You know, something, something. Hey. But I'm not going to say anything. Um, but it'd be nice to see those three potentially in a Texas State uniform next year. Yeah, for, man, that'd be awesome. But, I mean, enough can't re- be said about this senior leadership. But, I mean, Malik Presley was the district MVP, and you, uh, you spoke about Caden Gums a lot. And, honestly – and this isn't biased because he's going to be coming here, but honestly, in my opinion, Caden Gums was the team MVP. Just the way he controlled the offense, the way he set everything up, as well as being able to create his own shot, averaging 16 points, and being a key rebounder. He averaged five a game and then had double digits in that tournament or in the playoff game to get them against Brennan. So, I mean, he just did it all. And so that's a great player to be coming here to Texas State, especially with Mason Harrell leaving. So the Texas State Bobcats, there's a the starting point guard position is open. I don't know how they kind of handle things, if there's going to be open for tryouts, but there's a vacancy in that spot so far. So I feel like Caden Gums can definitely come in, and if he can come in as a freshman to Texas State and continue the, the things he was doing at San Marcos, then he'll definitely have a great career. And then Malik Presley, wherever he goes, I'm sure he'll thrive. He's just – he's a tall, athletic. He know he has a – uh, a hunger for the uh, getting the ball in the bucket, so he'll definitely play well. And then just to speak on the Brendan game specifically, yeah, I mean that was an insane game from Kingston Fleming from Kingston Flemings. But just looking at that Brendan team, they were doing amazing all year. I mean the game before playing San Marcos, they beat Stony Point by double digits, who was the team that San Marcos had lost to earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. That was a game I was actually like really looking forward to. And Brennan just spoiled all that. They spoiled the matchup for us. <laughs> yeah. For San Marcos, they spoiled the San Marcos even going any further. So Brennan, I mean, with the the caliber of players they have, and hopefully they can. I mean, if you want, if you're gonna lose, at least lose to the people who went on to win. That's true. <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm feeling right now about Brennan. But I think San Marcos definitely should feel proud of themselves, and these seniors can definitely look forward to their next level of basketball because they're definitely good enough. As a proud San Marcos native, I can honestly say that this this was bittersweet for me because, you know, I know I've been talking about how San Marcos has always been beloved for, you know, for the community. And honestly, it really showed it after after the Rattlers did what they did this year. And the one thing I do want to I do want to shout out is, you know, coach uh, or not. Well, I could say my coach and that was uh, Coach DeLeon, which is Isaiah DeLeon's father who I had the privilege of being his coach for Little League Basketball because I ran into him the other day and we talked for like a good 20 minutes of the memories me and him had uh, for, you know, Little League Basketball. But I don't want to get into – I don't want to, you know, dive uh, too deep in that conversation. But, uh, I mean, you can just tell him and everybody else who are, you know, is a really big, you know, San Marcos Rattler believer in this basketball team really just showed you why, you know, everybody loves – you know, everybody loves this team and obviously Malik Presley and – you know, Caden Gums being uh, the main two stars on this team, and 
you know, obviously having a lot of se- not a lot of seniors, a lot of seniors are going to be leaving this team. So honestly, this team is wide open for the next upcoming upcoming season. But one thing to note is that Cash Good is still going to be on this team, the all you know all great defensive player in he and in him. So I mean, I guess you could say now that he is, I guess now he has the leadership role on this team now. So so yeah, and Joe Vallette as and, well, and yeah, and Joe Vallette as well. So I mean. I mean, it's it's going to be a real interesting season next year. But on, but as far as this season goes, unbelievable season. Congratulations to the, the Rattlers on what they did this season. And, you know, just hope that next year could be, you know, maybe exactly like how it was this season or possibly even better if they, you know, make it to the state and possibly win it. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that, uh, how Kid and Gums is equally as deserving for the MVP as well. He honestly is, and that's not trying to denote from uh, Malik Presley winning it. He had an outstanding season as well, but I think Kaden Gums, he he was definitely the leader as far as offensively and defensively as well. I mean, this this last little playoff stretch that we witnessed, he was phenomenal on the defensive side. Now, that last game against Brennan, a little lackluster, but the games before that, he was phenomenal on the defensive side while also scoring 20 points on the offensive side. So I think Kaden Gums was the better all-around player in this this little playoff series stretch. Um, but they're going on the whole entire season. I think uh, Malik Presley definitely had an impressive overall season. Uh, but you're right. I mean, they, were, they are uh, getting, or I'm not going to say getting rid of, uh, I believe seven or eight players on their team are yep. leaving uh, because they're, they're graduating. And that's what happens in high school and college. Yep. You lose a third or, you know, almost 75% of your roster uh, to graduation. Um, it sucks for them, but the returning good key players, like you mentioned, Cash Good, just a sophomore. Uh, he was really, I would say, their sixth play, uh, six man of the year um, for them, their sixth player. Uh, and then Zaire Jolivet's returning. Uh, the big man, Ori Williams, he's returning as well. Uh, so they, they definitely do have potential for next year. Um, we were able to... Uh, watch a little bit of their JV games because we got there early enough for some of their varsity games. They've got some ball uh, ball players on the JV side as well that I think are going to be moving up uh, come next year. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what this team does, uh, how they turn around. Um, you know, it's I don't think it's going to be maybe as far as this year because this year's squad, they had at least two years together. Um but you know it, it's it's going to be interesting to see, and you know I'm I'm looking forward to covering it next year again, and potentially going to the Alamo Dome. That would be such a fun experience for us to cover Absolutely. as well. Yes, we look to see more success for Dan Miller in this basketball team in the next few years. But before we let go of this topic, I just wanted to mention the Brennan Bears. Yeah, Kingston Flemings. They move on, but guess who they're playing against? They're playing against Beaumont, Beaumont United. United. Mm-hmm. Beaumont United hasn't lost a game since November 19th. Oh, wow. They're on a 34-game win streak. They've only lost one time in their entire season, and it's not even the same season anymore. It's spring now. What so, is, hold on. What is this country accent? Season. <laughs> season. Man. Yeah, not even like the salt same pepper, season. I'm not talking seasoning, but no, seriously. <laughs> no, they, they, they lost to Washington, 71-65, to but wow, this team, I've never seen stats like this ever. 35-1, and one, the 13th in the entire nation, mm, number Jesus. two in the state. I don't well, even want to know who number one was. I mean, uh, what a I, – I, I hate – well, I'm not, not going to say hate. I'm glad that I'm going home for uh, spring break, but I would love to go to those games because you've got that side, Beaumont United versus um, Brennan. 
Then on the other side, you've got Lake Highlands and DeSoto. Phenomenal programs. Lake Highlands, like, top uh, 12 in the nation. Yep. Uh, DeSoto, uh, their girls team, at least, they go every single year to the state title. Not this um, year. I know what you're going to mention as far as that. But as far Clark as their won. boys team, uh, they're really good. So that will be a really good game to watch. Uh, I'm curious to see who comes out of that. But either way, you're going to have a great state title matchup uh, between either Brennan, Beaumont United, or DeSoto and Lake Highlands. And yeah, another thing to point out about uh, Brendan is how just how young their team is as a whole. Mm-hmm. Kingston Flemings, their leader, is only a sophomore, and then they're all, they're only going to be losing. It looks like two to three players, two to three seniors on this team. So, I mean, Brendan's going to be good for a while if that's if they can continue this with their returning players. You know, we talk about success, especially for these high school basketball teams, but you know, a team that couldn't really get behind the ball this past weekend is is Texas State baseball. Texas State baseball played against Grand Canyon in Phoenix, Arizona, and they lost that series two to one. And they lost their final game of that series Sunday zero to eleven. They got outscored eleven to zero. And then Tuesday, just yesterday, the Bobcats were in Bobcat Ballpark. They have you know next ten games are going to be at home, and they lose it against the I thirty five rival UTSA Roadrunners two to eleven. You know, this is the same team that was ranked nationally as the most hits and most runs that first weekend of their opening. And now they're here on a two-game losing streak, and they've only scored two runs in their past two games. Guys, what are your thoughts on this? This, this They had that series against Grand Canyon, but, you know, they lose to UTSA. Is this team on a downward spiral? What is the cause of this? Is it the hitters? Is it the bullpen? What are your thoughts, Kobe? To me, it's it's – the bullpen and i know i i've stressed i uh, i stressed this a lot last year because you know obviously we we obviously think of the starters you know zeke wood and levi wells the main two star pitchers on this bobcat roster but it can't be just them it has to be everybody on the bullpen staff i know you know tristan stivers is gone from due to the draft i know tristan dixon is back on this team tony roby as well uh, Austin Smith, you know, especially. So, I mean, there's a lot of, there's still a lot of young pitchers on this team. And I think that is mostly in question. I know hitting, hitting can be, you can have a great hitting night and then all of a sudden you can tank the next night. That's honestly, that's part of baseball. But, I mean, going off the Grand Canyon uh, series, I mean, being shut out 11 to 0, that's, that's rare. That's rare, at least for Texas State. Cause if I, if I want to say, I don't think Texas State was shut out at all last year. So, I don't think so. I don't think so. So, you know, for them to be shut out, that's that's rare. And then, obviously, losing to UTSA last night, I mean, that was kind of stunning because last year they split the series between you. They'll play again uh, but later on down the road. In May, I think. Yeah, around May. So, But they'll be in San Antonio this time. But uh, just going off of last night, they just could not get anything going. And then, obviously, UTSA made a freaking uh, seven – Seven run inning in the sixth inning. I mean, that was two home runs. Two run, yeah, two homers in the in the sixth in the inning. inning. I mean, ugh. I mean, coach, that was a rough night for uh, pitching coach Chad Massengale and you know head coach uh, Stephen Trout. So uh, that was a rough night for them too. And you know, I think they're gonna look back at all this and be like, hey, you know, we got to get this under control. We need to get our pitching under control. Hitting, like I said, it was one of those nights where they just could not get anything across the plate, uh, across the field, infield or. Uh, at least out of the park, I could say. But I mean, you know, it's a tough. It's it's that was those were tough losses for uh, for the Bobcats. I mean, at this point, and until I see them turning around, I would say they're on a downward spiral because 
They've given up 22 runs in the last two games, so the bullpen is is lacking right now. And then in their last three games, or and then they lost the last two games, only scoring two runs against UTSA, and then getting completely shut out in the Grand Canyon game. And one thing we've I've been talking about kind of all season with these Texas State Bobcats is just their ability to get on base and just get hits without or just scoring runs without hitting home runs because home runs while they are nice they're just not sustainable the amount that the Texas State Bobcats have been hitting and I mean even if you look at their last win the one win they did get against Grand Canyon two out of the three runs came from home runs so it's like I like I said like home runs are nice but you can't go through all, all season only winning games when you hit home runs. You're going to lose a lot of games, 11-2, 11-0, because those are just – you're never going to just hit 11 points worth of home runs every – well, they have done that before. They're not going to do that all season. So if they're going to turn it around, luckily North Dakota State is the kind of team you would want to have in a time like this. They've only won one game all season, 1-11, on a eight-game losing streak right now. So – Here's to open the, the Bobcats can increase that and then find their groove and turn their stuff around. Because based off last season, I know Coach Trout can get these guys back to where they need 100%. to be. They just have to definitely use this series to do that. Yeah, you know we've seen some great some great performances from these players from the season so far with that opening series. But right now, you know Coach Trout's really going to have to talk to this team and try to get them back into it. And you know Orlando, you did mention already. Their upcoming series will be against North Dakota State. That will be home as they are Buffaloes. on a ten. Yeah, the Buffaloes, North Dakota State Buffaloes, or Bison. Not oh, sure. It's which, Bison. My bad. It's Bison. Those. I guess there's the, a difference. The politically correct term of Buffalo is Bison. <laughs> now, they are going to be playing them over the weekend. They're going to play Friday at 6 p.m. That game is going to be on KTSW 89.9 with Kyle Owen on the call. And then we have March 11th on Saturday. They will play them again at 2.30 p.m. That game will have Joey Gonzalez on the call. And then Sunday we'll have Kyle Owen on the call as they will be playing at 1 p.m. But, guys, it's going to be a really interesting weekend, you know, one where they're going to need to bounce back. And, you know, that's why it's good to have these non-conference opponents like UTSA. We looked last week they had the Bearcats, UIW, you know, as they allow them to, you know, get into the, you know, see what these other guys can do. And Peyton Zabel was injured in this game against UTSA. He was. So they had to bring in Jack Stroud to pitch, and the bullpen really needs to step up and help their guys that are going to be injured. But, yes, those games will be played this weekend, and all the calls will be on KTSW 89.9. But let's zoom out of the Hayes County area. Let's talk about some national sports. And I'm going to mention the, the NBA. So only about 20 games left in the season. Orlando here. I know you are a Lakers fan. Guess what? Lakers are ninth now. They have playoff potential. Anthony Davis got his nose busted yesterday, but he still drops 30 points and 20 boards. Or I think it was 10 boards or 20 boards. It I'm was, not no, it was 22 it was boards. 22. Oh. oh, my God. 22 yeah. boards. Okay. So, yeah, AD really responded. He's feeling 22. Oh, that was, oh, that was so good. God, no. Wow, we have no, a comedian in the studio today. Um, but, yeah, no, I thought Jaron Jackson actually was his father. I thought it actually got proven a few weeks ago, but <laughs> – Apparently not. No, that putback uh, was insane. Yeah, yeah, and apparently it was goal uh, offensive an offensive foul, which I don't know about that. But um, guys, what are your thoughts on um the playoff runs? You know, these teams are about to go into the playoffs. The Lakers could do it. Um, and if you don't want to talk about that, tell me what your thoughts are on John Morant. John Morant <laughs> flashing a gun on Instagram, yeah, and now I mean. NBA is possibly talking about putting a suspension on him when this team, the Memphis Grizzlies, are only 
in where they are because of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, luckily for the Lakers, he was suspended or away from the team, <laughs> quote unquote, for the last game. Yeah, lucky which, for the Lakers. Yeah, so that because I mean, for the Lakers specifically, all these these games that they have for the rest of the season are must win. Anthony Davis said it last night, and. I mean, they had the trade deadline, and they made a lot of big moves. Troy Brown Jr. has been shooting lights out. Jared Vanderbilt has been an animal on the court. He's literally everywhere, playing defense, grabbing every rebound. And not shooting threes, though. No, not shooting threes, but that's what Troy <laughs> Brown's for us. But, and one thing we've been I've been saying about it, Anthony Davis is that, especially with LeBron James being out, that he's going to have to show of just a fight and just an aggressiveness that we haven't seen from him lately. And like you said, that's exactly what he did last night, 30-22. and 22. And then against the Mavericks, um, he had 30 points and 15 rebounds. That was a game LeBron got hurt. So this is this is the the key moment for Anthony Davis to, to take over this team and lead them for while this little time for LeBron to come back. D'Angelo Russell is also hurt. So if he can continue playing like this in their absence, once they come back, the Lakers will definitely be able to make a run. Yeah, and, you know – I don't want to speak too much about the whole John Moran incident. Honestly, I I have opinions about it, but I'm not going to really get into that. But as far as the Grizzlies go, the Grizzlies go. I think they have they've made a lot of noise this season, and honestly, I think they need to bring down a notch. I'm not gonna lie to you, because keep in mind this the game the NBA is is a professional is professional. You know, you have to you know I wouldn't say you have to act a certain way, but you have to make sure you got to follow all guidelines and stuff. But the one thing I will say is that, you know, I think the Lakers do have every chance to make the playoffs because the way it's set right now, it's it's Timberwolves, Clippers, Lakers, and Pelicans right now in the play-in games. So I'm really interested how this is going to go because they're all about roughly about a, you know, one game or one game and a half behind each other. So, I mean, depending on how this goes. And then obviously Golden State just shot right back up to six and stuff when they were once in the play-in. Yep. So, I mean – the West is ridiculously open because honestly, honestly, to me, I think the top five teams are set for the most part with Denver, Sacramento, Memphis, Phoenix, and Dallas. And yes, I said Dallas, Paxton. So whoop whoop. Anyway, um, Luca. About to mention <laughs> them in like five seconds. Dude. Oh, keep going. <laughs> yeah, Kobe, take as long as you want. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but, but no, I, I should have packed a bag. I'd be sleeping here. <laughs> <laughs> no, for uh, no, but honestly, I mean, I like LeBron. I mean, I've never had issues with LeBron James because LeBron has has been one of one of the best players in this in this modern era. What? No, no, I agree. I agree. Okay, I was just gonna say because you looked at me like you like <laughs> that was that was a lie. You don't think that was Steph Curry only unanimous MVP ever in NBA history? LeBron was robbed. Um, Carmelo <laughs> Anthony got one lone vote in 2013 for who knows what reason. How much do you think Carmelo paid for that? <laughs> not enough. <laughs> Six mil. <laughs> but um, not to we're not. I'm not going to go like spiel crazy about the Lakers. But to me, if they keep playing like they have been playing, I honestly think they'll be fine. If Anthony Davis can stay healthy, then I think they'll be fine. Well, here's what I'm going to say. Before we're going to throw it, to, I'm going to throw it about. We're going to talk about Mavericks packs. So just be ready. I know Gotta you're ready. Publicity. Come I'm on. about to talk about them. Come on. But what I will say about the Lakers before we get there is, yeah, have fun battle for the next 20 games but guess what you're not going to get higher than a seventh or a sixth seed if you do and 
I'm telling you, if LeBron does a comeback soon, I mean, I think LeBron is he's he's still playing or he's been out. For no, a while. He, no, he's still he, out. He just he's messed up his foot against and the. And it's kind of crazy to see how good this team's doing when he's not on the floor. I don't know. Um, <laughs> don't want to start any spark any you know any tension here. I'm a I'm an MJ fan, obviously you can tell. But wrong with you that. know the Lakers. I'm really want to see them in the play-in though. I really do want to see them in the playoffs. It was kind of weird not seeing them there last year. And um, you know, I think they need to be there, and they have a right to be there. They played really well. AD, you know, you're not. You're, if you're dropping 30 points and 22 boards, I mean, you definitely are fighting for something. So it's True. great to see, and great to see these young players like Vanderbilt, as you mentioned. He just needs to start making some three pointers, but that's not what they need him for, really. But I want to talk about the games that are going to be on ESPN tonight. There's two games, and I want to talk about who y'all are predicting is going to win these games. The Dallas Mavericks will be playing against the New Orleans Pelicans, and that will be at 6.30 today. Um, don't know if I let out an accent with that, but um, the, <laughs> the Mavericks are fifth in the Western Conference, and they're 34-32, and 32, and the Pelicans are currently 10th, 31-34. and 34. Guys, who do you have winning in this matchup? I love seeing the Pelicans play. I love seeing Brandon Ingram. And, oh, I just love this season in general because teams like the Mavericks, the Pelicans, and the Grizz are getting so much ESPN time. And I think those teams yeah. are just really gritty basketball teams. Southwest Division getting all the publicity this year. Look at you knowing your um, divisions. <laughs> uh, who cares about the Which divisions? is – <laughs> I struggle really with division. I don't well, like math. In the I, NBA, I, it does not matter. It's true. I, I don't understand the divisions in the NBA – because uh, you can have like three teams from the division make the playoffs. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's it the weirdest thing. Why don't we conference. just have like one conference? That'd be crazy. So one league? Well, no, they were. That's what they were kind of talking about at one point. Just because, yeah, because th- that way it's the top sixteen teams make overall, the playoffs, no matter what conference. You're so in. rather than like two conferences, it's one whole big league. Essentially, yeah, like one yeah, big league of thirty teams. But as far as this <laughs> game uh, goes, uh, it'll be a good one. Um, I think the the Doncic and Irving connections kind of getting uh, welded together, uh, mending really nice. I know you're going to say otherwise. You're going to throw up the stat where they're like two and eight since they've joined or something like that. But I think it's kind of mending together. They just went and faced off against the Suns um, and lost by four points, I believe, in that one. Which I just want to speak on that real quick. I wish Devin Booker would shut his mouth. I think Luka Doncic <laughs> is his dad. And he wow. just needs to be quiet because oh, the Luca, fight that almost happened. I mean, oh, we should have had Taylor on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she loves D book, but uh, Luca, I mean, is D book's dad when it comes to that. I mean, they beat him in the playoffs last year, and Doncic. I know you are going to say, "Oh, you had Spencer Dinwiddie and all that." He was a lone man show last year, and D book still no has say that like, Chris Spencer Paul Dinwiddie? and DeAndre Ayton. This year, he has those two guys and Kevin Durant, so he kind of needs a squad to carry him far in the playoffs. Doncic didn't by himself; he went against the Steph Curry, Clay Thompson in the Western Conference Finals by himself. So I think Luca is the best as far as that. But that's my little rant. As far as this game, it will be really good. <laughs> I'm just going to ask: You got Mavs or Pels? <laughs> Uh, I got the Mavericks with this one. I think the Pelicans, they've just been struggling since the whole Zion injury, uh, which I hate that. I love Zion as a player too, and a person. Yeah. Yeah, he really did good this he, year. Yeah, too. And he just he's injury prone, um, which is sad to watch because he, he's such a generational talent. Um, 
But as far as this game, yeah, I, I've got the Mavs. Yeah, we just got to get his hands off the Mountain Dew and Doritos. You know? <laughs> yeah, he didn't make a commercial like that last time he was injured. Boy. Yeah, It's One that gumbo. Yeah. <laughs> that New Orleans gumbo. <laughs> yeah. It's it's good. That jambalaya. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Don't give me started Cajun food is the best, but Absolutely. it's true. Thinking, uh, I think the Pelicans, I think they might find a way to win this one tonight. I feel like. I mean, they're right behind the Lakers at that 10th spot, so they're fighting for the play-in just as much as they are. So they might feel like C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, they can find a way to win. And like to your point about Kyrie and Luka, just their record together, that's why, I mean, I feel like that's another reason they might lose. It's just they're still trying to figure it out. It's not – it doesn't necessarily mean that they're just they, – they will never figure it out. And then, Justin, to your point about the Lakers looking better since LeBron got hurt, it's, isn't more coincidentally that that was when Russell Westbrook left the team? Because <laughs> if you'll, you'll look over Ooh. to the other Los Angeles team, since acquiring Russell Westbrook, they are 0-5, 0-6. I don't think, I don't think they've won and a game. And what a beautiful segue this is because – you want to keep going? Oh, no, no. Because the Clippers are going to be on ESPN tonight playing against the Raptors. Okay. And, you know, I love seeing what Russell Westbrook can do. They finally got their first win with them, as you mentioned. There it is. One and win. One win with Russell Westbrook on the court. Um, you know, I was all about supporting Russ's career, but it just seems that the stats don't lie, man. It, it, they don't. I love and him, but it's just hard. Like I think he's just trying to find his way back to OKC somehow. <laughs> oh God, no! Because he just needs to go back there. Because ever since he left, I'm telling you, it's just it's been weird. He did great on the Wizards. Don't know why they traded him. He literally averaged he a triple double. He did decent in mm-hmm. Houston. And then he we did. Man, he Talking lost us. With he the, lost me the playoffs. We have a Rockets LeBron. fan over here. <laughs> if you sensitive Rockets fan. He shot more three-pointers in that series than he ever has in a series of, like, four games in his entire career. I don't know if he was tanking intentionally. Someone paid him, like, six (laughs) mil. Maybe LeBron was like, hey, bro, I'm going to let you be on the team next year. But, hey, I want to get to the finals and win this bubble basketball game. Bubble basketball. (laughs) (laughs) If you let me win this Bubble blowing bubbles. If you let me win this finals, I'll put you on the team next year. But guess what? I'm going to use you as a scapegoat the entire time and then throw you to another L.A. team. (laughs) So that's literally what LeBron said. And he was like, yeah, I'll pick you over Buddy Heald any day day um bad choice but <laughs> i could uh, see westbrook coming back to okc uh, towards the end of his career I oh can yeah kind of see that. you know where i'm gonna this is a really really wild take and i'm just gonna say it out loud and go ahead don't even need to talk about it but i think katie is gonna finish his career as a wizard now i know that it's sounds wild but that's KD his hometown yeah it is yeah. his hometown so and yeah that makes sense i thought you were gonna say okay see i'm like mm, no no he burned that bridge because you know, he might be like, I might see him be like 38 years old and be like, okay, I'm going to go average 11 points a game for the the Wizards and be like Tim Duncan. Career. Yeah, I don't remember if there was anything else I really wanted to mention and get, you know, pick y'all's brain about. But, yeah, I mean, th- this is really coming towards the end of the season. Yeah. My Rockets are going to get Victor Wimbenyama. Mm-hmm. We're on pace to do it. We're the worst mm. team in the entire league. Sure. I'm so excited to see him on my team next year. Anything else you guys like to mention? Well, um, uh, free agency for NFL, it's kind of opened up. Uh, yep. Yeah. Already some hot takes as far as it with Daniel Jones getting the bag. Yeah. 160 yeah. for four years. Hey, man. Pay that, man. I love Danny Dimes, I bro. I'm so, I, I wasn't going to be interested in this free agency talk, but you just told me that. Danny Dimes. We're like Danny Pennies. Danny Dollars. <laughs> Dude. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I didn't even get that. I lagged on that, but no. Daniel Jones, I'm going to tell you right now, and this is just a little – you're going to say – I remember hearing Justin Brown tell me this. Soundbite coming winning, right here. Yeah, he's winning at least three Super Bowls in his career. 
Oh, man. All Bro, right. That's the Y'all hottest. have a great day. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Three Super Bowls. Not so three Super Bowls. So, that so seat you're sitting in is so really more than, hot. So more than Eli Manning's two that, Super Bowls. Would that be more than Mahomes, too? Yeah, because Mahomes, yeah, Mahomes, Mahomes has two. two now. Yeah, he's not going to get three, but he's definitely going to get one soon. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm surprised they didn't make it to the Super Bowl last year. I'm not the Giants. Y'all just want to sleep on me. I've watched him play. There, that's the new wave quarterback. Let I'm me right let now. me just mention Justin Brown wanted to uh, draft Evan McPherson as his <laughs> first pick in our fantasy draft this year. Please do not listen to his hey, football takes. Evan McShooter has not missed a kick this season. Hey, Daniel Jones, like he played well, and I think they just got to get him in. some receiver help. And I mean, yeah, they, they can do. be they can be all right, but I don't see him ever being like that guy as someone who's I watch him only twice a year but that's when they play the Cowboys and he loses every single time so I'm not I'm actually very happy that Daniel Jones got this contract We're not that, giving them that sounds like four more years of win two at least two wins for my team so happy about that we're just stating the facts justin hey man i don't mention i don't care if we mention the lakers of football <laughs> no oh god no hey we mentioned your rockets we can hey, mention at least the cowboys but the, at least the lakers have won something speaking of cowboys <laughs> cowboys <laughs> franchise tag tony pollard which, yeah. i'm glad which I, I'm I knew glad. that would happen yeah. yeah everybody was like no they're not going to do that when we were talking about it to presley she's like i don't think they're going to do that no i knew it was going to happen and that's exactly what they did. Now it's back to square one, who's the starting running back for going into next year, which right now, I mean, Pollard's definitely earned his uh, money as far Absolutely. as that. Absolutely. I, oh, mean, I think so. Yeah, I'm a diehard. Like, I follow literally everything. their sports writers and everything. So, like, you're right, Paxton. Him being franchise tagged was absolutely mm-hmm. going to happen. And now the another thing that's going to happen is they're probably going to restructure Zeke's contract and just keep up the same tandem that they had, give that one more year, which I'm actually happy about. That wasn't the reason our there wasn't the reason the Cowboys lost. They were amazing one two punch even in Zeke's regression because he's obvi- every year since his rookie year. I mean, it started so high, so the drop off has been gradual every year. But now it's just. He's not the same running back he was. Tony Pollard is the best running back on the team, but he still provides a different type of explosiveness and a different type of um, just effectiveness that the Cowboys can use. So I feel like they're definitely going to be running that same tandem back, which is uh, which is a good idea in my opinion. Yeah. Which I also saw uh, that Zeke was thinking about taking a pay cut, which would yes. be huge um, in doing exactly that. Uh, but another deal that I saw is um, Stephon Diggs. Maybe coming to Dallas. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's definitely no. rumors. There's about speculation. That. Yeah, there's speculation. This Who? is the Paxton Graph report, not Adam Schefter. Yeah, not. Oh yeah, there's <laughs> but a lot of speculation. It's just it, now that's the deal with Cowboys media is that the slightest thing could happen, and they're gonna they're gonna jump on it. But like, like I will say, to, like they like when they were supposed OBJ. to OBJ. Oh, I was gonna say uh, oh. draft Johnny Manziel. Oh, oh well, no, no, we dodged a bullet. Jerry, <laughs> Jerry, <laughs> they had to restrain Jerry to stop him from drafting <laughs> was, Johnny Manziel. Guess who we got? Zach, Zach Martin. Martin. <laughs> and he's that. That was nine years ago, and yeah. he's been like a seven-time Pro Bowler. He has yeah. he has more Pro Bowls than he has holding calls. That was the, I mean, <laughs> I, when I tell you that was the, we dodged good, a sniper a bullet there. It is. Oh, you know what I'm gonna say. About the Cowboys, if there's anything I can say that I know about the Cowboys, is this: you're the highest paid sports franchise in human history. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There ain't there's probably you can run nations with that amount of economy you got Facts. coming in. Breach. And I'm gonna tell you right now, you want to earn some more money, 
how about you stop paying that quarterback so much money? <laughs> Once you give it to Cooper Rush, I got him in studio right here. And, you know, I'm going to say something right now. You ever heard of a name named Don Mikowski? Have any of y'all ever heard oh of Don Mikowski? Do any of you know who that is? No, Be honest. That name Mm-mm. sounds familiar. Yeah, but... no one knows. You want to know what he did? Sounds like Kick Bukowski. Guess what? He started the 1992 Packers season. And guess who he was replaced by? A man named Brett, Brett Favre. Favre. And guess what? What did the replacement quarterback do? Have a huge career, and no one even knows who Don Mikowski is. Why don't we get Ezekiel Elliott he out leads. of that driver's seat, save you $21 million, and put this redhead right behind the ball? And I'm telling you, if he won all those games and had only paid a hundred something thousand dollars, I don't know how much he's paid right now, why not give it to him? Huh? I have a question. Yeah, that's what I have to say. Yeah, right. I'm in here with Cowboys Nation. What's up? How old oh was Lord. how old was Brett Favre at that time? <laughs> Brett Favre. I mean, he was a youngin. Oh. I mean, wait, let, let me, uh, let me, no, like, like twenty three like tw- or something. I thought he was in like maybe his late twenties. Yeah, maybe. because you got to think Don Mikowski. I mean, he won a pro. He was in the Pro Bowl the year before. I mean, this is a good quarterback. This is someone that's talented. He was well known. And guess what? Does anyone know him today? No, no. Because all they think about is the, all the Packers. At least all Packers fans think about is, is Brett, what Brett Favre did, and obviously what Aaron Rodgers is doing now. So Aaron Rodgers in his isolation chamber. Hey, he could be going to New York, so um, that'll be an interesting deal. He needs to realize this is something you got to know real quick as an athlete. If your mind isn't in the sport, your body ain't going to be in it either. Just get out, man. You're old. Okay, Tom Brady retired, and some people are saying, hey, you may not be done yet. We'll keep your eye on Miami. What? No. No. No, get him out. We're not going to go. We're not going to have a 30-plus more minutes on national segment as far as that. Yeah, but because we already have an hour special. <laughs> this is a spring bake special. Spring bake, <laughs> spring bake sale, <laughs> spring break. Right, spring break. That's why they're. What a way to go uh, into spring break. For real, honestly. Yeah. Well, well hold on. since it's spring break, let's go around. Any special plans for anyone? Going to the Woodlands around nice. the Houston area. Go check it out. <laughs> go to the mall. Houston Woodlands Just Mall. Kidding. I don't. I mean, I don't really got anything right now. Going to the Houston Aquarium. I, I do. I've never been to an aquarium in I'll my life. Ever. Aquariums are fun. Yeah, I've never yeah, been, been to, been to one, an aquarium. So, yeah, I've never been to one ever. Wow. Yeah. Not even yeah. like a fish tank in the living room or something. Uh, oh, I mean, well, I've had a <laughs> fish fi- tank in the dentist's <laughs> office. I've, my si- well, my c- aquarium. Well, because my sister has had fish tanks before and stuff, but they unfortunately they came to age and unfortunately they turned no. upside down and you know down the toilet they went. Yeah. It's sad. Hey, but, they go back to the ocean. But somehow. I've never seen like you know actually like big like Nemo. big fish and like big tanks and sharks and stuff like that. I've never seen that live, so I'm like I'm really like excited yeah. to see. Yeah, it. we can talk Very about cool. fish here because it is a sport. Fishing is a sport. It's Absolutely. true. Bass I will fishing. say, um, if you ever are in Dallas, go to the Dallas Dallas World Aquarium. Really nice. They have a I don't know if they have this at the one that you're going to. They have a walkway where it's all glass and you get to see shark swim above you. It's really neat. I love sharks. Yeah, la- I, I don't think I'm going to go to an aquarium in a landlocked city that's like 800 miles away from water. But <laughs> oh it's like imagine going to seafood in Oklahoma. Yeah. Why would oh, I go man. and sweat my butt off in <laughs> Houston? <laughs> oh, yeah, believe me. You step. I, I'm Florida a Houston 2. native, there. I'm a Houston native. I know it. Okay, 98% of the all year long and 98 degrees all year long. So yeah, man. That's how it is. But, yeah, uh, my spring break plans, going to SPI. Oh, nice. Nice. Oh, Padre. Nice. Well, yeah. I'll nice. be here working. Just Oh. Oh work. yeah, that That's sounds better. like me. You know, uh, I'm I'm actually I'm gonna go to Colorado uh, this weekend to help wow. my brother move in. So that'll be fun. It's currently 31 degrees there, so I'm excited. I love that cold With weather. The high altitude. Mm-hmm. So I'll be short of Ginger's breath. in the cold. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but uh, Sunday Sunday's the the big day uh, birthday. 
You already know? Oh, wow. Happy yeah. early birthday. Happy early birthday. Yeah, You'll be turning birthday. 21 or 22. We don't disclose that information oh. to the public. Okay. 18, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. 18 six years ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'll edit that out. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, we hope everyone enjoyed this Spring Break special, and we look forward to catching another episode when we come back after Spring Break. So if you're staying up to date with all KTS, uh, with all Texas State sports and San Marcos sports news, follow KTSW Sports on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and we will get that other episode out after Spring Break. Y'all have a good one, and thank you.